Hi, I'm Tiffany Roberts, a recent college graduate, and this is the latest episode of Millennial Myths, a podcast dedicated to debunking the most common political myths among young Americans through a combination of on-the-street interviews, personal stories, expert analysis, and much more. Today, we're going to talk about why the cost of rent is so high and what our nation's younger generation believes the government should do about it. This year, Kate Brown, the governor of Oregon, signed the first statewide rent control bill in the United States. The new law caps rent hikes at 7% plus inflation during any given year. Brown claimed this is a critical move to stabilize the rental market and aid in the homelessness crisis in Oregon. Nearly 14,000 Oregonians experienced homelessness for at least one day in 2017. And Oregon's home ownership rate is the ninth lowest in the country. There's no single solution for this housing crisis. We need a multifaceted approach to prevent people from slipping into homelessness, to get get, getting people quickly off the streets, and to help all Oregonians access stable homes. What are the implications of rent control laws like this? And what do young Americans believe is the solution to rising rent costs? I hit the streets to ask people around Washington, D.C. what they think should be done about this issue. Why do you think it costs so much to rent an apartment in the United States? Well, I think that, you know, a lot of it has to do with the greed of the uh, landlords um, because there are, you know, a sort of small concentration of landlords who can then sort of uh, talk and and set uh, prices and and fix prices as opposed to engaging in competition that would lower prices. Do you think rent control is a viable solution to rising housing costs? I wish that it wasn't necessary. I'm mildly familiar with uh, rent control. Yeah, that's a good idea. It'd be beneficial. Um, I'm wondering what the implications of the implementation would be. And how do you think we should address the rising housing costs in the United States? Increasing that everybody's buying power by $1,000 a month would also help people. So I think a whole network of programs like Andrew Yang is proposing would help a lot. Don't go too far. We're going to take a quick break. When we return, heritage expert Joel Griffith will join me to debunk the common millennial myths on rent control. Overwhelmed by the 24-7 news cycle? Looking for a way to keep up with the news that matters? The Daily Signal podcast brings you the top news of the day, plus interviews with lawmakers, authors, Heritage Foundation experts, and more on the most important policy debates in America today. If you're a conservative who wants to be on top of the news, check out the Daily Signal podcast, available every weekday morning. I am now joined by Joel Griffith, a research fellow in the Rowe Institute here at Heritage. Joel, thank you so much for joining me. Thanks for having me. As a recent college graduate, I'm faced with these high rental costs looking for an apartment. So I want to ask you, why is rent so expensive in the United States? Well, you're not imagining things. (laughs) Rent has become more expensive, particularly over the past 20 years. If you look at a long-term chart going from 1950 to roughly 2000, rent kept pace with inflation, roughly. So your percentage of your income that you could expect to go towards rent would stay the same or, or even decline because people were earning more throughout those years. But what we've seen from 2000 up until recently is we've seen rent increases increase at about 150% the rate of inflation. So if your cost of goods and services that you're buying in a year would increase, say, 3%, eh, rent might increase closer to 4.5%. Not a big deal in any one given year, but over time, 
that really compounds. So when I interviewed some people on the street, some of the people said that rent is so expensive because of greedy landlords and that they talk to each other and they're the ones who decide on the prices. Is that true? Ah, a grand conspiracy <laughs> of landlords. <laughs> no, uh, that is not the case. The price of rent is, uh, is a result of the supply and demand on the marketplace. So that's how it should be. But what we've seen um, in a lot of communities are that governments themselves are actually artificially increasing the price of rent. Now, that's not the intended goal. In fact, if you look at some of the policies that cities have put in place um, regarding rent control, for instance, the stated goal is to actually make rent more affordable. Uh, but we've actually seen the opposite result. And I think that the evidence is very compelling. That's just not a, that's not a coincidence that those higher rents in some of these areas with the tightest rent controls are actually a result of things like rent control. So I'm glad you brought up rent control. Can you define what rent control is? Yeah, rent control is a city, state, local government that dictates to the landlords the conditions under which they can actually increase rent. Oftentimes, those uh, increases in allowable rent will be far underneath what the market would dictate. So over time, if you are a tenant and you're staying in a property for five years or 10 years, you might end up paying a rental rate that is 40 or 50 percent under what the market rate might be. So if you're the individual tenant, you're coming out ahead. But what this does is it limits the supply for everybody else. Because if you're a property owner and you know that you are not going to be able to fluctuate the rent that you charge based on market demand, you're going to be far less likely to invest in more real estate or buy more real estate. In New York, you have the right, as somebody who's in that property, you can go ahead and actually transfer that rental price over to somebody in your immediate family. That's an incredible deterrent for real estate developers to actually build out more property. So what we see is we really see a supply problem because government's good intentions and keeping rents low have now resulted in there being a lack of housing supply in many of these cities. I would challenge um, your listeners to go ahead and just take a look at rental prices and rent price increases over the year in places such as New York or San Francisco versus communities that have relatively few rent control restrictions. So we see in Oregon, Governor Kate Brown, she recently passed this bill for rent control. What are some of the implications on the state for these regulations being put through? Well, uh, this is actually the first statewide rent control legislation ever passed. And this is this is going to have implications statewide, but especially in Portland itself. Now, Portland has some of the most stringent zoning regulations that dictate that things such as um, how big a yard can be or how many parking places, some of the toughest environmental regulations when it comes to building new housing supply. Well, all of those factors are actually contributing to housing being so expensive because you've put an artificial limit on that supply. Now, of course, we, we want some regulations. No one's arguing that there should be no regulations regarding how housing is constructed or or how dense. But we need we need to recognize that that does have an impact on how expensive housing is. And a number of organizations have attempted to uh, complete studies to show exactly what this adds to the price of a house. Mercatus Center, for instance, has done uh, quite a bit on this. And in, in some cities, these regulations are adding 30 to 40% to the cost of a house. You might be able to go ahead and limit on a particular structure that's already constructed, but that does nothing to incentivize new supply. In fact, that is a deterrent to new supply coming on the market. 
Okay, so what are your proposed solutions for these rising rental costs? And how can you help people like me, a recent college graduate, be able to afford an apartment? Well, some of this comes down to, number one, becoming informed and understanding what the causes are. This is one of the uh, the political issues that you can actually become involved with at an early age and on a limited budget because these are, for the most part, local decisions. Oregon's the exception where this is statewide. For the rest of the country, this is a city, county, even township issue that you can have an outsized voice in if you care enough. Most people... Case in point, to illustrate um, how you can have a voice in a local community on a slightly unrelated matter is another situation that happened here in Washington, D.C., um, where there was going to be a minimum wage, I think, of $15 an hour for bartenders and servers. And bartenders and servers realized very quickly that this was actually not in their best interest because it would uh, result in a number of layoffs and people would be less likely to tip. And most of these um, people in the industry are making far in excess. If we talk to a good bartender, they're not doing it for $15 an hour, right? They're making three or $400 a night. And they were able to push back, raise awareness. And even though the referendum passed marginally, the city council was able to block it. And that's because there was community awareness and regular people were able to get together and speak up and talk about the unintended consequences of a good sounding piece of legislation. Same thing on rent control. Once people realize that this will actually make it harder for them to make ends meet or to save, you can go ahead and push back and defeat some of these bad measures. That's it for this week's episode of Millennial Myths. In the meantime, please subscribe and share with hashtag Millennial Myths. And please leave a five-star rating wherever you get your podcasts. See you next week. Millennial Myths is brought to you by more than half a million members of the Heritage Foundation. It's executive produced by Tiffany Roberts with support from Michelle Cordero, Lauren Evans, Valia Rampersad, and Mark Guiney. For more information, visit heritage.org.